This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. centers that were impacted by the printer issues did not impact one part of the valley more than the other. This is outrageous. This is a national crisis and you're giving people two minutes to address a national crisis. And the way that you guys can just sit there, it's disgusting. Watching you pledge allegiance to my flag was disgusting the way that you sold us out. You said you don't have the statutory authority to do anything. You're going to take a yes, no vote. What does that tell us? Yes or no. If it's just yes, then why are you here? Why are you here then? You have discretion. And when you certify something, you're saying that it's trustworthy. There's nothing trustworthy about this. This is theater. It's optics. I was a longtime prosecutor. I went after drug traffickers. This is vote trafficking at its finest. I've seen the criminal element. You are vote traffickers. You are vote traffickers. Criminal. What are you going to do about it? You've sold us out. You've sold us out. You've sold us out. So we're not here to be civil. You're worried about language. We're worried about our voices being stolen and never getting a fair election again. That's what we're worried about. So a curse upon you, a curse upon all of you, you smug, smug people. What, you got a, you got a, another chicken for him and he's burned down, Mr. Hickman? Am I bothering you? Am I bothering you? Because this election please. bothered me. And you're doing nothing about it. I don't care about that stupid buzzard. This is sickening. You have the power as the chairperson to enlarge the time limits and actually hear your constituents instead of putting a muzzle on them. Thank you. Right your time you. is up. Thank you very much. All right, next speaker is John Landry. And these sheriffs, you got to know who you stand with. This is disgusting. 14 of the 15 Arizona counties, they met their statutory deadline. But the bigger deadline is next week, December 8th. That is when, by Arizona state law, the Arizona governor, secretary of state, and attorney general much certify the statewide results here. And that this is where the state law gets tricky. On one hand, this is exactly what the secretary of state is currently suing, Cochise County, which is the county yesterday who declined to certify their results. They are suing them because state statute says that they shall 
certify their results, essentially, that it is their obligation to do so. But then there's another uh, line in state law that says when it comes time to certify statewide results, if a county does not certify its results, well, they should not be included in the statewide canvas, the statewide certification. And if that happens, then that means that Cochise County's voters would be disenfranchised. And there is a U.S. House race on the line. Currently, the Republican candidate won Siskamani. He won by about 5,000 votes. If you were to remove Cochise County from the equation, it would change this race by 13,000 votes and give the Democrat the win. It's hard to fathom that actually happening, but that is what is at stake here over the course of the next week in the courts. Arizona, it's Carrie Lake, and I wanted to update you on what's happening in our fight against Arizona's sham elections and those who run them. For starters, I want you to know that I am firmly in this fight with you. Maricopa County just couldn't wait to certify their botched election. The botched election where half of Election Day voting centers were inoperable. The botched election where Election Day printers caused mayhem across the county. The botched election where Arizonans were expected to wait in line two, three, four, even five hours simply to exercise their sacred right to vote. Arizonans were told to throw their vote into a drawer where it might ultimately end up in a plastic bin or a trash bag. Maricopa County, where it took two weeks to count, is the poster child for broken botched elections. But if you bring up any of these issues, you are labeled an election denier or a conspiracy theorist. They don't want us talking about our shoddy elections under any circumstances. They shut us down and made us fear exercising our freedom of speech. And they canceled anyone who questioned past elections. Because of that, many Americans did not speak out and nothing was done to shore up elections. And now we are paying the price again. Arizona, America, if we do not stand up and speak up right now about the most dishonest elections in the history of Arizona, I truly fear for our future. Okay, welcome. Tuesday, 29 November in the year of our Lord, 2022. I want to bring in now Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie, is David Clemens right? Is what's happening in Arizona a national crisis, ma'am? Absolutely. I I agree with every word that man spoke. I'm so thankful that he had the courage to speak up. He's right. It was disgusting. They were given two minutes. The people who were disenfranchised, the people who care about their elections, who care about their voice being heard, were given two minutes to speak and air their grievances. Meanwhile, these clowns running our elections had two weeks to count the votes, but you can only speak out for two minutes. I could have listened to him speak for another 20 minutes, and I'm sure he had 20 more minutes to tell them about what he thought about the elections, about what we thought about the elections. And that Vaughn guy at MSNBC looked positively giddy. That leftist reporter looked positively giddy about the thought of more people suffering about this election possibly hurting Republicans. It's just outrageous what's going on, Steve. You know, I'll tell you what, what what is just absolutely rich is the fact that Bill Gates and Stephen Richer, who you showed there at the beginning of that video, who ran Maricopa County elections, they also ran a PAC that they started back in July with the sole purpose of defeating and preventing me from getting into office. Can you imagine that? The, The conflict of interest of those two men. Not to it's mention Katie of, Hobbs' it's, conflict it's, of interest. It's a conflict of interest, Hobbs, Gates, all of them. But you, I do understand here's why. That 
what went on in Maricopa County in that hearing was the uh, Cary Lake movement. That was populism. Those people came to there for the two minutes. They had the receipts. They had details. They were focused, and there was no response from the Maricopa County, no response because they blew them out of the water. It was magnificent, and you show – and by the way, after that, there's no doubt – and everybody in Arizona understands this thing is completely botched, and quite frankly, uh, they're trying to steal it. Is there any doubt in your mind they're trying to steal this from you and your followers? I called it a highway robbery. I mean, they did what they did in 2020 and then some. We had eyeballs everywhere. We had poll watchers, poll workers, attorneys that were out there, observers. And there's not a darn thing that they could do when, as if uh, on clockwork, all the computers went down, all the tabulators or the majority of the tabulators went down. I mean, it's diabolical geniusness on, on their part. I don't know how you prove that this wasn't, Steve. You know, I, I believe in coincidences, but this is a whole lot of coincidences to take part all at the same moment on election day that more than half of the voting machine or voting uh, polling places had major problems that made them inoperable or practically inoperable that had lines where people were just walking away or driving up and saying to heck with it. I, I don't have five hours. I don't have three hours. We will never know the number of people disenfranchised. The, the Arizona Republic today headline Cochise sued over certifying elections. And, and here's the key point. The, the officials down there say we can't certify this thing. Things a mess, right? Maricopa County, you're disenfranchising our people in, in, uh, in Cochise County. They wanted Katie Hobbs to come down and present to them exactly what went on in Maricopa County throughout the state so they then could consider it and then take their vote. Mark Elias jumps in here with a suit and Elias tells the, uh, supervisors, the only presentation you're going to get is in a court of law. Is Katie Hobbs and these left-wing lawyers like Mark Elias, are they trying to be coercive, whether it's in Mojave County, the supervisor saying, hey, I'm threatened with uh, being charged with a felony if I did not comply? Is Katie Hobbs sure. and the left-wing lawyers, are they being coercive here legally? It sure feels like it. I mean, I've been watching that guy's uh, Twitter page, and he's threatening people with lawsuits. You know, lawfare is his specialty. And, you know, this is the guy behind the Russiagate thing, too. So you, you wonder how good he is at his job. But, you know, people don't like the threat of a lawsuit. This is a time, Steve, for Americans, for Arizonans to stand up. I saw what happened in Mojave County with uh, Mr. Gould on the Board of Supervisors. He said, I'm doing this. I'm certifying this under duress. They're telling me if I don't, I'll be locked up. They're telling me I'll be arrested. They're telling me it's a class six felony. And I'm doing this under duress. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm not sure anything done under duress will stand up in the court of law. But I wish that somebody would say, you know what? Arrest me then. I don't care. We need people with courage to say, class what felony? Go ahead. Go for it. Arrest me. Because this is a botched election and you're disenfranchising the folks in Mojave County when you allow this kind of an election in Maricopa County to stand. Walk us through uh, for our audience, which are some of your biggest supporters. What's the what's the path forward? Well, the path forward is we're waiting for, uh, you know, as Vaughn Hilliard said, we're waiting for the state to certify. And we will watch as as uh, Cricket Katie Hobbs and Governor Ducey and Mark Burnovich do a repeat of 2020 where they signed their John Hancock to the certification. And then we will be bringing forth our case. We have a very good case. I feel very confident in our case, as do our lawyers. And we will work through the court system. I believe that uh, there will be judges out there who realize what's at stake here. 
and will do the right thing. And when they hear our, our case, I think it's going to be really hard for them not to do the right thing. So we, I, I do want people, Steve, in, in your audience to understand that we are working incredibly hard behind the scenes. People are saying, why haven't we seen more? What are you doing? There's a process, there's state statute that we have to follow, and we are doing that, but we feel very confident in our case. And I have not given up one scintilla of the fight I have in me. Somebody said, Carrie, you're fearless. And I said, you know, I guess I'm, I'm fearless right now in this difficult time because what I fear most of all is what happens if we don't step forward and act with courage right now. What we're left with, we will have a shell of our country. We look at what's happening in Brazil and what's happening in China. We'll be looking a lot like China. And I'm not talking about the protests happening now. I'm talking about we'll be enslaved by a globalist system if we don't stand up right now. This is our moment. This is our true moment right now in our history. It's a national crisis for your countrymen, but it's a constitutional crisis in Arizona. Is there any way, this is what I don't understand about Katie Hobbs and the left. She completely illegitimate. There, there, she could never be governor here and really govern uh, the way they want to with, with this hanging over. Maricopa County blew it away yesterday. There was over two hours of eyewitness testimony from voters poll workers, election officials, it, it, the, the legitimacy, there's no, no one I know. It, it, and I'm talking about people, independents and Democrats that think this thing yeah. went off, uh, went off as an election show. We got about a minute. What, what are your thoughts about her legitimacy in, in, even going forward in this process? Oh, the people know. They saw the campaign. They saw the campaign. They saw that we had a movement. They saw that everybody had, all the people on the other side had to pull out all the stops and pour all the money at us. And nobody believes the outcome of this election. And that is the problem. Take this election out of it. How do we move forward as a state and a country if nobody believes in the elections? And that's why I've been saying it for a year and a half or two years now. We have a problem in our elections and we can't have dishonest elections or elections that the public views to be dishonest going forward. And I won't stop talking about it. And I can tell by the bots coming at me on Twitter that they're all worried about me. I don't care about those bots. I care about this country and I will not stop fighting. And I encourage everyone to stand up and fight with me. Stand up and speak out. When you hear uh, the news media talking about this like it was a perfect election, give their newsrooms a call. Let them know that it wasn't. Let them know they should be covering this. Because many people out there who didn't even pay attention to 2020 and what happened with that election were caught up in this disaster. And now they know how bad our elections are and how critical it is that we step forward and work to repair them. Uh, Carrie, how do people follow you? Carrie Lake and on website. And you can go to Getter, Twitter, Truth. You know it. You know all of those sites. I'm on all of them. Carrie Lake, thank you very much for the fight. And thank you for coming in the war room, man. It's a tough one in Arizona, and it's going to get a lot tougher. Okay, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas on the border, going back to Arizona. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free 
No obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Okay? Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back uh, to War Room. I want to continue in uh, Arizona. We're going to try to work and get uh, Veritas. got a very disturbing story up that I wanted to cover this afternoon. If we can get O'Keefe, uh, who's the founder of Project Veritas. Uh, another thing about the migrant situation, the illegal situation, the trafficking of children situation, absolutely horrific story over there. But I want to stay in Arizona. I've got two of the best. I have Michael Patrick Leahy, who's done the Star News Network has a new site in Arizona, the Arizona Sun-Times, of course, the great Floyd Brown of Western Journal. I want to start with uh, Michael Patrick Leahy. Um, Michael, you've seen, you know, we played this cold open in the beginning. We could have played, uh, you know, a highlight reel of the two-plus hours of testimony yesterday would have, the highlight reel alone would have gone almost two hours. It was really magnificent. And I want to say to the folks in Arizona, you've done yourself proud. I was so impressed of uh, who showed up. Uh, the dignity that you guys came forward with, obviously righteous indignation, right? But that's to be expected. But uh, you brought the receipts. We got this very confusing situation now. You know, is it compulsory? All of that. And the reason I wanted you two guys, because you're 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 level-headed guys. This Cochise County, you got uh, you've got Demarc Elias and the outside groups. Now these radical left-wing lawyers are all over this, suing these. Um, supervisors, you have the supervisors that, um, you know, one of the supervisors said yesterday they're trying to charge him with a class six felony, right? You had Cochise County saying that, hey, uh, no possibility could we, uh, could we, um, uh, you know, can we certify this? We need Katie Hobbs to come down. Now they're getting sued by Elias. And Elias' quote in the paper is saying, hey, the only presentation they're going to see is in a court of law. So, uh, Michael Patrick, I start first. Is 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 Katie Hobbs? Is there being coercive here, or, or what's exactly going on with this? Uh, uh, what now are they going on doing with um, uh, with this uh, with these lawsuits going back and forth in the basic certification process? So, Steve, uh, I'm not an election attorney, but I have reported extensively on election integrity issues, and I, I do want to say the following. I think uh, Mark Elias. Um, uh, his assertion that the canvassing vote by the uh, Board of Supervisors in East County is ministerial and it just has to be a yes is factually incorrect. It's a point of law. He cites uh, Arizona Statute 16-642 uh, uh, about canvassing, but there's no element there that says it's ministerial at all. In fact, <clears throat> You know, he's been working on this lawsuit that he just filed in Cochise County uh, to compel them to certify the election. He's probably been working on this for months. It's a 74-page lawsuit. He cites 16642, which does not make the case that the, the role of the supervisors is ministerial. In fact, um, in 16642-C, the supervisors have a right uh, to ask for a presentation uh, of the polling results 
by the election administrators, and that's a right which they should and can exercise legally. The other point to make on this, uh, to show how long he's been working on this, the the uh, legal precedent he cites is from 1917, uh, an Arizona uh, state Supreme Court uh, case in 1917. Talk about obscure. Uh, and he's been working on this for a long time. The other citation that he has is the election procedures manual. He cites that often, like about 50 times in his lawsuit. Do you know who wrote that election procedures manual? Uh, Katie Hobbs in 2019 as Secretary of State. So I think uh, as a point of law, in my view, these supervisors can assert in law, in a court of law, that their role is not ministerial. And they actually have a duty uh, to find out uh, if there are problems at the polling level. And in fact, presentations can and should be made according to 16-642. Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why they request two things. I don't understand why they request Katie Hobbs to come and make a presentation and walk them through exactly what happened to make sure that their county is not being disenfranchised. And then the other thing is, is, is how, what coercive force is going behind the scenes that a supervisor would actually say on tape that, um, that they've threatened me with, a, this is, I'm being, I'm being compelled to do this because they're threatening me with a felony. Michael so Patrick Leahy. Back to 16-642C, um, they are allowed to ask for presentations on the vote. Well, the guideline for how you do the vote was prepared by Katie Hobbs. Uh, in 2019, the election procedures manager. So they're well within their rights to ask her to come make that presentation. And I imagine they would have the local election workers and election officials explain kind of how the election procedures manual was implemented in Cochise County. They have very specific concerns about not just Maricopa County, but Cochise County. And that's why they have, uh, are not, uh, uh, are not uh, uh, voting yes to canvas it and secure it and uh, certify it. Michael, hang on for a second. I got Floyd Brown. Want him to hang on a second too, because now we've got James O'Keefe. Because remember, for people that followed this, and Floyd Brown followed it every day. Uh, Carrie Lake's number one thing she went around the state was not voter integrity. It was very high. She was going to pass laws. Her number one thing she said when the second her hand came off the Bible, when she was inaugurated, she was going to declare an invasion on the southern border and put Biden on notice. This has been the thing for her beloved Arizona she's been fighting for, the invasion of Arizona and the complicity of the federal government in this. This is one of the reasons they're out to destroy uh, Kerry Lake. Understand, it's not simply the elections. It's also the border and the invasion. Veritas has done another hit. I want to play this because I want Leahy and, and Floyd Brown on both the elections and this to weigh in. Can I play the cold open and then bring in the great James O'Keefe? The tax dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, we don't get sued by traffickers. A government whistleblower has stepped forward to Project Veritas to detail her harrowing experience at the Department of Health and Human Services. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. These vulnerable children 
we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them with your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas embarked on a nine-month investigation across the country to corroborate our whistleblower's claims. So he attempted to traffic children and he's still at address in Texas. Yes, we have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. Project Veritas put boots on the ground, visiting scores of addresses the whistleblower shared from case files she worked on. What we found was shocking. ¿Quién te patrocinó? Una tía, pero me corrió en la casa. Ella me ofrecía, ya no me gustaba eso. ¿Te ofrecía qué? Me ofrecía con los hombres. Pero ¿cuántos hombres ella te obligó a estar con cuántos hombres? Bueno, con muchos. Porque no me gustaba lo que me decía. Me ¿Ella de verdad fue, era tu tía o fue alguien que se... Porque ella me conocía The sponsor can hold up that order of deportation to that child and say, if you do not do what I say, I'm going to call ICE on you myself. I don't believe that this is something that HHS wants people to know. If you're a case manager and you know this information, if you really care about the children being safe, you need to come forward. Okay, uh, this is the heart of Carrie Lake's campaign. This is what Carrie Lake says she's going to give a uh, is going to say declare an invasion on the southern border because that gave her other tools to fight the cartels. James O'Keefe, of all the explosive reports you've done, this may be one of the most explosive. I mean, this is sick to a level, and to understand our government, your tax dollars are going to support this for these poor children. Explain what is going on, sir. Well, thank you, Steve, for raising awareness to this. This is a federal whistleblower on the record, currently employed. Uh, by the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency. And while she was working with HHS, she uncovered information about this sponsorship program. For those of you who don't know, these children get sponsors in the United States, and they live in these homes. And what she told me, and she went on the record, she's currently working for the federal government there. You just saw her, her name is Tara. She said there's abuse that these children are being trafficked. And uh, sometimes it's sex trafficking. Sometimes it's uh, back in Guatemala doing work on, on these farms, coffee bean farms. So we, we spent half a year with our journalist. You heard one of them speaking Spanish there. And one of these young girls at these addresses admitted that she was being pimped out, trafficked, uh, uh, sexploited by, by her, her aunt. So we've corroborated her claims. And, and this woman, Tara, actually told me that she brought it to the attention of HHS and she was told, quote, oh, don't worry about it. We don't get sued by traffickers. That woman's name is Catherine Bond. I just spoke with her on the phone, and uh, we're going to report what she said tomorrow. Hey, James, can you just hang through the break for a second? Uh, because here's why. In the, when they said they pimped her out, correct me if I'm wrong, there was $10,000 paid to the cartels to traffic them in. Then they have to. Then they pimp them out to pay it back. I mean, the, th this is a cash operation of enormous. When you think of how many kids have been brought into this country this way, so just hang over a second. I'm gonna come back to you. I got James O'Keefe with an explosive story of the cartels and the involvement of the U.S. government, right, in in supporting this. Really, the tra the trafficking for sex of young children. I've also got Floyd Brown from Western Journal, Michael Patrick Leahy from the Arizona Sun-Times. We're going to get to all of it about the invasion in Arizona. 
the movement that Carrie Lake is leading, the reason they wanted to feed her, and now a full-on, I'm telling you, range war down there legally about certification of this election and then the contesting of this election in Arizona. Short commercial break. Be back with James O'Keefe of Project Veritas in the war room. Just a moment. Fair warning, listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. We have the great uh, James O'Keefe. This story is going to be a big one. We're going to follow the next couple of days, hopefully get the whistleblower up. we get James for a couple more minutes. James, you know, they talk about the Q guys and the conspiracy theory guys and all this, but you have actually brought the receipts to show, and correct me if I'm wrong, the U.S. government's essentially in business with the cartels in child trafficking. Is that too harsh a way to frame what you have come up with, sir? I mean, that's a characterization. Uh, some would say that's a fair characterization, but the facts in the video we released today, big story, federal whistleblower on the record, Tara is her name. She works for the Council of Inspectors General, and she does have receipts. She showed us, she showed us the, government, the government's documents, addresses with children who are being trafficked. You might say, well, I have to see it to believe it. So he went down to Texas, Houston, and we actually found this young woman, one of the people at the address, who admitted that she was pimped out. And the government, one of the lawyers for Health and Human Services that this whistleblower spoke to, said, we don't get sued by traffickers. Quote, I think you need to understand that we only get sued if we keep kids in care too long. We don't get sued by traffickers. Are you clear? We don't get sued by traffickers. That was the answer of the United States government when confronted with this evidence by this federal employee. So this federal employee is very brave. She's on the record. You see behind me, be brave, do something. Whistleblowers come forward to us. We tell their stories. We corroborate their claims, Steve. It's on video. It's incontrovertible. We're looking forward to the response from the Attorney General of Texas as brothels are a crime, especially when with 15-year-old when girls. So we look forward to a response by Ken Paxton on this, Steve, today. Before I let you go, James, I want to make sure when you, you, you had her on tape when she goes, there's, she's pointing out, Matt, there's 44 kids at one location and 21 at the other. So when they show up, they've actually got a, a, a bunch of kids there. There's just not one sponsor to one child. They actually, she said 44 at this location, 21 at the other. Is Am I to read that That's correctly? correct. That's right. There's 44 kids at one location. And in some of these, we, we, we knocked on doors. Our people actually went to the addresses that the whistleblower gave to us and recorded this. You can see it on YouTube. Now we're back on. 
Twitter, thanks to Elon Musk. The video already almost has a million views on Twitter, so thank you, Elon, for getting us back up there, Project Veritas Twitter account. You can actually see us knock on these doors, and these young girls, five, six, seven years old, are with many older men in the same little studio apartment. It's it's so ripe for abuse and 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 trafficking, and the girl admits that she's being pimped out. And the government knows about it and said, oh, we don't get sued by the trafficker, so who cares? So it's certainly neglect. And you'll see another installment tomorrow. We're a, we're a nonprofit, Steve. I've spoken to you here many times. We, we only operate with donations. So I would hope people donate to Project Veritas because we're the only investigative journalism organization that has the resources to spend six months on one story to tell Tara's story. She's very brave. Uh, you can see her in the video there. And she's currently employed by the federal government. That should tell you something. What a hero. Uh, James, how do people get to you on social media to watch this? I want to make sure everybody goes. And how do they get to Veritas in case they want to support your great work? Well, it's right behind me. Projectveritas.com is the website to donate uh, slash brave if you want to be a whistleblower. And our Twitter account's now over a million followers from, from nothing because we were banned for a year and a half. Go Just go to project underscore Veritas on Twitter and tweet the video out and make it go viral and tell Tara's story. Okay, uh, James, thank you. Look forward to having you guys back on the next couple of days. This story explodes. I mean, this one you get so furious about. Hey, you know, people are conspiracy theory guys, and they got this, and, and yet you see right there where the U.S. government is in business with the cartels, in business with the child traffickers, in business with the child abusers. It's, it's horrific. Let me bring in Floyd Brown. Floyd, I, I want to get to you and Leahy about that. We've got breaking news you guys have about the elections. We've got to get to that. But this was the key to Carrie Lakes. This is what separated her out fundamentally. You know, the mainstream media says she's an election denier, election denier. She believes Trump. But when you followed her campaign and looked at her, she went around Arizona and said, hey, this great state is being invaded. And at the tip of the spear of the invasion is the cartels. And I'm putting them out of business in Arizona. I'm going to declare the second I take my hand off the Bible. And she said, she, I think she said she was going to be inaugurated down at the border itself. I'm going to declare an invasion of Arizona and, and jam up Biden to make sure the federal government's working with the state and not against the state. Floyd Brown, this explosive story that shows the U.S. government's in partnership with the cartels. And allowing sex traffickers to take these defenseless children. Your thoughts and analysis, sir? Well, first of all, I'm very thankful for James O'Keefe and Project Veritas and what they're doing. And this is a very important story. And uh, Steve, I, I really commend you for having this uh, on. Um, yes, they call it a conspiracy theory. But I can tell you, here on the ground in Arizona, Phoenix is the number one spot where Young girls and young boys are trafficked into the sex trade. They come here into Phoenix. They're fed out all over the country. And they are uh, forced to engage in activities that are criminal. Uh, and and they're, they're just constantly feeding them through this system. And Carrie Lake said, this is what I want to stop. That's why she ran. And um, she, uh, you know, very eloquently defended that position and she was going to take there's material sitting at the border that donald trump paid for to finish yes. building that wall she said i'm going to take yes. that material 
I'm going to declare it a nuisance so I can take it and finish that wall. She was going to finish Donald Trump's wall. And uh, it, 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 it was the number one priority to her. And uh, I think it's one of the reasons why I, I, the left has worked I wanna, so hard against her. Big time. Floyd says, here's the point, is that it, it was this is what separates her also from Katie Hobbs. Not the fact that Katie Hobbs, you've seen how they've run the elections. And yes, Carrie Lake was saying 2020 was definitely stolen, no doubt about it. And I'm going to put forward a bill that cleans up Arizona elections. But the center of gravity of her campaign is I'm declaring I'm, my beloved Arizona is not going to be invaded. And I'm going to take on the cartels. I'm going to name the cartels a terrorist organization. I'm going to send the Biden administration no more games like this. We're not going to allow Phoenix, the Phoenix metropolitan area, to be the center of child trafficking for sex in this country. I'm going to stop that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the principal reason that the whole left came after her, to defeat her. They needed Carrie Lake and her movement defeated. Michael Patrick Leahy with the Arizona Sun-Times. How big is this issue in Arizona, the trafficking of defenseless children from Latin America, Central America, and Mexico into the United States for purposes of sex? And now we see from the Project Veritas in partnership, and I've said this, in partnership with the United States government, sir. Well, it's a huge story, Steve, as you point out. Uh, But I have to tell you that uh, nothing will happen. Uh, unless a, a couple things change uh, in the uh, litigation. Number one, um, the Attorney General, Abe Hamaday, whose lawsuit, just this is a breaking story, by the way, the GOP candidate who is down by 510 votes filed a lawsuit uh, alleging many election improprieties, uh, but a, an Arizona judge just dismissed that case as being premature, has to wait for the state to certify it. This is the argument, of course, that Kerry Lake's lawyers have made, and that's why they haven't filed the lawsuit yet. We expect that uh, the state will end up hey, certifying hey, I, 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 I want to explain. I want to explain this to people, because I obviously had a different theory of the case about how you get in and actually fight the certification, but the lawyers, and I want to get Floyd's uh, idea too. The, the way it's actually drafted in Arizona is that you can't really come after these for certification or for contesting until the whole process goes, and, and they call it canvassing, but essentially their certification. Once that goes, and now the deadline is, I think, the 8th of December, where Hobbs, the attorney general, and his, 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 I think, is actually a little ministerial here, and the governor have to sign off on that. Once that happens, then you can go contest election and really get down and dirty in the legal side. Is that essentially the process of doing in this judge today, the breaking news you're just breaking here, uh, actually is, is confirming that that will be the process? Yes, Steve, that is the process. And of course, that's why they're so aggressively going after Cochise County, which has refused to certify it. Um, uh, The state cannot certify the election until they get a result from Cochise County. I think Cochise County is is, uh, within its rights to ask Katie Hobbs to come and make a presentation to show how the election procedures manual was was implemented in Cochise County. I think they have some legitimate concerns about that. And Mark oh, Elias, no, we know, is, by the way, we know we know the manual wasn't. I mean, they called all the manuals like this has been highly negotiated. We know they didn't follow the manual whatsoever. When the machine started to break down right away, they were calling audibles. People either were not trained or some people just made bad decisions, but they were calling audibles all day. They didn't come close 
the following procedures. This is why Cochise County, and this is why the left, remember, Mark Elias and these people are, are providing air cover for her. They're coming in, representing these other groups to sue, to say, hey, Cochise County, not only are you not getting a presentation from Katie Hobbs about the process and procedures, which I've said from day one, they didn't follow, so it throws out the whole election. But the only presentation you're going to get is in a court of law. Michael Patrick Leahy. Well, Mark Elias can say that, but the court will make the determination. My view is uh, is if they follow the law, they will allow Cochise County to invite Katie Hobbs there to make a presentation to compare how they actually operated in that uh, election in Cochise County with the election procedure manual. I think that's entirely within the law. That will go to some some conclusion. At some point, um, they will end up certifying, I don't know exactly what the results will be or or how that outcome will come. Then Katie Hobbs will certify it, uh, and and then Carrie Lake will file the lawsuit in Superior Court. The court will have five days to make a determination. To be really perfectly frank about it, it's going to take a very courageous judge uh, to to choose, as he can under the law, uh, to declare the election null and void. It will then be appealed to the appeals court and then the state Supreme Court. So although I think Carrie is going to make a very strong case with evidence. I think past history suggests that it is still uh, quite a long shot for her to succeed in that. Floyd, uh, talk to me. If this thing comes down to did they follow the procedures or not, were, were this highly negotiated process and procedures, I mean, what's your sense? You've been in Arizona yeah, well, a long first, time. You first, saw this. First, first they, did all, they have a leg to stand on? Did they actually ran this in any way that first, would even come close to being a yeah. uh, transparent? free and fair election, sir? Yeah. First of all, they totally disregarded their own rules and regulations. These are the ones that Katie Hobbs herself wrote. And so you're right. They were calling audibles and their audibles went against the rules as they were written down. And, uh, uh, the truth is, is that, um, the media isn't covering it, but there were literally, Tens of thousands of voters who lived it. And that's why you see so much rage in Maricopa County. It's because uh, probably in, in the numbers of hundreds of thousands of people went to their polling location. They found a three-hour line. If they waited through that line, then they found none of the machines worked. The printers weren't working. And it was almost impossible to vote. And so this is a classic case of voter suppression. And, 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 and we don't know how many people didn't vote because of all of these problems. And that's on Katie Hobbs. And, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence that the places that were the most impacted by this were the places where Carrie Lake's voters were at. And they happened at the time Carrie Lake's voters would show up, which was on Election Day. So. You know, sometimes you can believe in a coincidence here or there, but this was no coincidence. Yeah. And if so, there's a fair judge, he will hear yeah, the Yeah, Floyd, case. hang on for once. Yeah, just hang on for one second. We're going to take a commercial break. I got Floyd Brown, founder and publisher of the Western Journal, knows Arizona like the back of his hand, and Michael Patrick Leahy, publisher of the Arizona Sun Times, will join us about Arizona right after the break. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take 
Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Better has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Um, I vote I under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote I or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they used the democratic process to elect our leaders, our self, form of self-government. And I find that very disheartening. With your vote of four eyes and zero nays, you've approved item 1B. Anything else for the good of the order? Have you ever heard a public official? I'll be arrested if I vote my conscience. Uh, let me bring back in Floyd Brown. Floyd, that's Mojave County. It's a supervisor. That, that, that is the what, most what, what is outrageous. Going? That's the most outrageous example of pressuring ahead, an elected official that I've ever heard. It's Floyd, you've been in Arizona. You've been in Arizona a long time. Is this the way things are run out here in Arizona, sir? Uh, never before. I've never seen anything like this. And you know what it is is, Steve. We've seen a number of institutions fail, and um, we've seen our elections fail. We saw that at the midterm. The question is, will the courts fail? We've seen the county councils fail. We need justice, and the people are motivated to get justice, and that's where we've got to stay. We've got to stay motivated, we've got to stay in the fight, and we've got to stay focused on this until we get it right. You know, you talk about, and and people at home, they say, oh, these are guys at uh, Western Journal and Michael Patrick Lee, he's a nutcase, and Bannon's a crazy man, a wild man, all these conspiracy theories. You're seeing it right there. That's an elected official. He's telling them they were going to come and arrest me for a class six felony. This is what people fear. They're just going to come in. The jackboots are just going to come. You just had a, a, a federal whistleblower 
tell you that the United States government is in partnership with the cartels in allowing this trafficking of young children across the border for, for sex trade. This is a federal whistleblower. This is not Western Journal or a Star News Network or, or a War Room. This is what people, you're right, the institutions are collapsing around you. And what we report, people understand, they see eventually become, oh, Wuhan lab, the sex trafficking. Floyd, we're going to have right. you back on this thing. I'm telling you, uh, what has happened, what David Clement said at the Board of Supervisors is absolutely correct. There's a national crisis, and that crisis is in Arizona. Arizona's got its own institutional and constitutional crisis. But there's a crisis for the nation that's happening in Arizona, in Arizona, I, and it's I got to be sorted out. I saw something Flo- on Twitter today. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. It, it really hit me between the eyes, and it was this. We have to fight now. We have to draw the line now because there's not going to be many more hills we can die on. Uh, beautifully said. Floyd, how do people get to you in Western Journal? It's a must-read, uh, particularly yeah, it, now with this Arizona situation going full bore. Where, where do people go? It's westernjournal.com, and you can follow Western Journal on any of the social media platforms. Myself, I hang out on Twitter, at Floyd Brown. Floyd Brown on Twitter. Floyd, thank you for taking time and jumping on the phone today. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, and we're going to keep fighting this, and we're going to win, Steve. Thank you, sir. Amen. Leahy had a pretty good idea when he said, hey, Steve, I think I'm going to start new sites in the, in the key battleground states. Turned out that was a good call. Um, Arizona Sun Times. Leahy, I mean, you, you've gone to the best schools in the country. You're a respected entrepreneur. You've been doing the news business for, I don't know, 20 years. Does that send a chill down your spine when you see an official sitting there saying, hey, they told me they were going to come and arrest me if I voted my conscience? Michael Patrick Leahy. Well, we need to find out who told them that and what statute they cited. Was it the secretary of state? Was it Mark Elias? Was it the county attorney? Uh, And does that actually constitute intimidation of an elected official? And is that in in itself a violation of the law? I think it might be. We're going to talk that that supervisor down in Mojave County and get the details and report on it at Arizona Sun Times uh, on the web at ArizonaSunTimes.com. And of course, our, our overarching network, the Star News Network, thestarnewsnetwork.com. And since Twitter is back up, if you're, uh, if you're in the posse and you want to give us some information about what's going on in Arizona, you can reach me personally at Michael P. Leahy, at Michael P. Leahy on Twitter. Michael, just one last thing for I go. One of the things you're following is to, say, to find out if this was coercive, right? Is that the concept that this was coercive? If there were things going on behind the scene or officials were talking to either Cochise County or Yavapai or Mojave or these others that were being coercive in this certification process, is that is that generally your kind of angle of attack on this? Yeah, that's one of the things that we're going to look at. And of course, as a as a point of law, the assertion that the Board of Supervisors must vote yes on canvassing um, is not uh, a settled point of law and one that the courts should take up and should address. It's not law because Mark Elias asserts it to be so. The courts are going to have to determine that. And I think the courts may very well rule against him and that it is not ministerial and that they are not subject to these criminal penalties that somebody Maybe the Secretary of State, maybe the county attorney, maybe Mark Elias is telling them they are subject to. 
Last thing before I let you go, and the breaking news is the judge has said, hey, if you're going to, Abe, if you're going to do this, you got to wait to after certification. Uh, it's You're going to contest it. That'll take place after the 8th. Is that generally yes. what your belief is? That's, that, that's the case. And then, and then after the Cochise goes through its process, after the state certifies everything in the gubernatorial election, then Kerry uh, Lake's team will likely file a lawsuit. It will go to superior court. And, uh, you know, hold your breath that there's a brave judge who will look at it. We'll see. Michael Patrick Leahy, thank you very much, sir, for changing your day up to join us here in the war room. Very informative. Always happy to do it, Steve. Thank you, brother. Okay, we're going to be uh, stick around for the next hour. We're going to go from uh, Mike Davis is going to be up about major cases before the Supreme Court. He's also going to pine to Arizona and give us some insights about this uh, James O'Keefe situation, this blockbuster story. I want to make sure everybody joins us. Also, MyPillow.com. It's up to 80% off in the massive Cyber Monday and Tuesday sale. Up to 80% off. MyPillow.com. Promo code war. We know money is tight. This holiday, give a MyPillow gift this Christmas season. Up to 80% off. Short commercial break. We're going to be back with an explosive hour next here in the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.